Hi guys, and welcome back to Just a Fact Podcast. I just by accident threw my phone at the side of the bed. And I literally did it twice, not just once. When I tried to pick it up again, I literally flipped it over again and it like fell. Um, So that is how this filming is going so far. Just a little update. I got my hair cut and... I absolutely loved it the first day I got it. Like, loved it. And I love the way she styled it. Um, I took some pictures I was very happy with. And then the second day and stuff, I kind of... I was stressing out a lot because the part was kind of messed up. It was, like, in a separate section than what I had it. Which made the bangs all go to one side. And it looked like I had one of those, like... I don't know how to word this, but one of those, like, side where you're trying to, like, cover up your whole face with, like, a side swoop. I don't even, I don't want to say something that's going to trigger people, but, like, that is the hairstyle I'm trying to, I don't know what it's called. But that is what it was looking like for a little while, and I was very worried that it was going to be like that permanently. But I fixed the part, I think to the best of my ability and now it seems to be okay and I am happy with my hairstyle again. I do wish I did something differently because one of the bang I got like because I got short bangs in the front and then also I got side bangs that are a bit longer and the side bangs that are a bit longer are a bit too long so they're like kind of flipping to the front. Anyway enough about my hair today's episode, I am going to be talking about emotions. Now, I'm, I have so many notes for this topic. I have really been building this up for a long time. I've really been wanting to talk about it, and I have a lot to talk about. This might be a longer episode just because I'm so um, passionate about this episode topic, and I think I have pretty good points. I'm also going to be talking about my pet peeves near the end of this episode and I'm so excited to get to that because I have a long amount, a long list, sorry, of pet peeves that I'm going to be talking about at the end of this that make me irritated. So to start off this episode, I've been feeling myself getting very irritated so easily recently And it could be about the stupidest or the smallest of things. I will just be getting irritated on nothing. Like, somebody could literally walk in my general direction. And if I'm in a mood, I would just, like, almost just, like, sigh under my breath and, like, run away or, like, go to my room or something because I was just annoyed about it. And I don't know why this is. I don't know what's making me get so irritated this easily, but it's kind of starting to make me get irritated with myself. And I'm starting to realize that I've been kind of mean to people, which I'm not meaning to, but I don't know what is going up, what is up with me that is making me get so mad at people and I came to a realization that I think I just need to take a few steps back and calm down and learn to react slower than what I do because I noticed that whoa that plug is like half out of the thing that could have caused an electrical fire Okay, sorry, I had to get comfy on my bed again. Um, <laughs> so I, what was I saying? I need to go back. Okay, I figured it out. I noticed that I react way too fast. Like, um, for example, for example, my mom can be like calling my name and I'll get mad and I'll be like, oh, what does she need? What do I need to go all the way out of my room? I know me being lazy. What do I need to go out of my room to get or to get told? And she could literally just be doing something nice for me and asking me if I want to go somewhere with her or asking what something asking me something that I want. And since I was so quick to react and I let my emotions get the best of me, 
I was thinking the worst thing. And I was like, she's going to ask me to do chores or she's going to ask me to do something. And I need to learn to just kind of slow down and not react. Even if she was to ask me to do something, I still shouldn't get mad instantly. I still should just do it and get it over with. But me being me, I am so quick to react that I notice myself getting so upset over the stupidest of things. And I just, that's what I've tried to been, oh my gosh, that's what I've tried, oh my, that's what I've been trying to self-reflect on recently. And I've really just been trying to work on that because I know it is a problem and I need to fix it soon or I'm literally going to be lonely for the rest of my life because nobody's going to want to be friends with me and I don't blame them if I'm in this mood. So I need to snap out of that fast and I think today was a good um, reflection day on myself and I was nice to everybody at work. I wasn't quick to judge. I was um, just doing my job and being nice to everybody and I think that was a step in the right in the right direction. I know you guys will probably be thinking like it's literally a day at work. Is it that hard to be nice to people? And yes, it sometimes really can be, especially at work when you sometimes don't really want to be there. It can be very hard to um be nice to people not just be nice to people but like show some sort of um attention or like just show interest um so yeah i think i've been doing good with that next topic is wanting to be alone but also not so my emotions are kind of making me be like independent making me want to do everything on my own but at the same time I'm also very lonely right now so I also don't want to be alone but my emotions are kind of mixing me up making me think back and forth which is getting me so confused with what I actually want like do I want to be alone or do I want somebody there and I still do not know right now because I love time to myself and I love reflecting on things by myself and doing things by myself but at the same time I kind of want to be around people right now but I also don't I don't know what my emotions are brewing right now but I am in such a weird space right now and I don't really know what's what's good for me at the moment and I hope that gets figured out soon because it's I'm in a really weird spot right now and I keep on saying right now and I'm very sorry I will stop so the next topic of emotions I'm going to be talking about is having the best days ever so this could be anything whatever think of a memory right now that you had the best day ever and your emotions, you were so happy, you were so excited, you were just having the best time ever. Now, think about it. Have you ever been very happy to the point of sadness? Now go back to that best day ever and think about how you felt the day after or when you realized it was done. Now tell me or just think about how you felt. Now, I know me personally, I have had the best day, the best week, or the best few days ever, or like ever in that moment. And the day after or after that time period is done, I will be so sad and I will just, or during the time, I'll be very happy to the point of sadness because I'll be thinking, this is almost done and I know it's not going to last forever. And I know when it is done, I'm just going to be going back to everyday life, normal life, doing the same things over and over. And I really need to work on that because I need to try and realize that I will always have different moments that are going to be the best times ever. Or I can really try and make other things be the best instead of just dwelling on the past and dwelling on those one moments that I was so happy 
to being sad about it after. Instead of being sad, I should be happy I was able, even able to do that and even able to have those moments because some people really don't have those moments for a long time or not. I can't say ever because I feel like everybody has had a moment in their life where they're like, this is the best time I have ever had. So I can't say ever, but just in general. So basically what I'm getting to is that we need to learn to be more grateful and thankful for the moments we are able to have because in a flash, everything could be gone and or everything could disappear. And in your moments of, say you're on your deathbed, you won't be thinking about stupid things or the moments where you were dwelling on being sad. You will be thinking about the best memories that you had and those moments that you were the happiest. And maybe you will regret the days after where you were feeling depressed about it or just getting so sad. And you'll think to yourself, why was I dwelling on it when I was able to have that moment of happiness? So that is basically what I'm trying to get to. Just learn to appreciate what we are given. I need to work on this myself. And I just need to learn to appreciate the moments I have. The next topic I'm going to be talking about is denial and loneliness. So I have also been dealing with this a lot recently because I have been wanting things. I have been envy about envious about things. I have been just dwelling on things a lot to the point of denial and to the point of feeling very lonely. And I don't think that wanting things is technically bad or envying things. Well, and it kind of is bad, but I don't think it's bad to want things. I think it's bad to want things to the point of making yourself obsessed over it or to the point of making yourself unhappy about it. Because it's fun to want things until you make yourself obsessed so much over it where you can't even feel happy anymore. And I feel like I've been kind of doing that with thinking about my future and thinking about things I want. I've been thinking about that so much that it's kind of making me feel stressed out and less excited about it. And I need to learn to just let things be and just enjoy what I do have right now and I can want things but I need to work to get those things or I need to just be patient and that's the next thing I was going to talk about being impatient and I also have a major impatience problem I get very impatient very fast and I need ever I think everybody needs to work on this especially recently I've been finding everybody's been very impatient whether it be I go to like McDonald's say and there's somebody that I see like yelling because their order isn't ready in like two minutes and it's like people have become so impatient and not willing to just take a breath and wait for like two more minutes that they're like making themselves stress out over nothing and if they were to wait those extra two minutes their food would be ready and nothing else would change it would be perfectly fine like I don't understand why people get so mad over little things and I can't really say that because I know I do too but I think everybody needs to work on this and people need to learn to just calm down and you could be impatient about say getting a job you could be impatient about um getting a boyfriend you could be impatient about all these things and impatience leads to rushing things and when you rush things you might end up getting a job say that you don't end up actually liking because you rushed into it and you just wanted to make money or you could end up getting into a relationship that isn't really working or isn't really right for you at all because you didn't end up taking the time and being patient to learn about that person and to see what it's actually like before getting in the relationship. And I think that if you were to take that time, you would actually be able to plan things out and just be like, okay, I need to just search certain jobs or I need to just go through the lists, sort, 
sort through pros and cons or make a pros and cons list of each of the jobs and just decide instead of just rushing in and being like going to the first job you see. I think if you do that, you will find yourself being very unhappy very fast and you will find yourself getting very impatient in the job and end up quitting or end up breaking up with the person you're with very fast. Okay, next topic. I'm going to be going through the five, I think it is five. Yeah, the five um, emotions that are in the movie. What's the movie name again? Um, Inside Out. That's what I was looking for. I just sat, paused this podcast and I just sat on this bed for like two minutes straight. Just having my hand on my head thinking of the name of it. Um, so yeah, inside out, I'm going to be going through the five different emotions in that movie and just kind of go in depth of different things in those emotions. It's going to make more sense when I actually get into it. So starting off, we're going to start off with disgust. What really is disgust? So disgust is basically feeling um, aggression towards something that you find offensive. So you could find disgust in something that you smell, something that you see, something that you sound, taste, etc. And I think people, so I'm reading up right now the top things that people are disgusted by. And this is the list that it says. Certain foods, so mostly from other cultures, uh, other cultures other than our own, something rotting, deceased, or dying, injuries, surgeries, and or being exposed to ins- uh, insides, bodily insides, a person, animal, or thing one considers physically ugly. Now, I'm just going to be touching on the last one I read there, the person or animal or things that people find ugly. I don't really find this one fair because I think people are way too fast to get disgusted about or disgusted about the way people look. Way too fast and people are so quick to judge others. And the animal one also hurts because like different animals have different and I've I'm so guilty of this. I've said an animal is ugly before or I've made fun of an animal the way they look. And I'm not trying to seem very sensitive right now, but it's kind of sad how fast we are to judge things. And going with the food things, we could look at a food from a different culture other than ours and be like, ew, that looks disgusting. And that could be the most amazing food you've ever tried. But because you were so quick to judge... You weren't even taking your time and actually trying it. You were just so quick to say, ew, because it looked like vomit or it looked disgusting. So next emotion is sadness. Now, I think everybody knows what sadness is. Everybody has experienced it. And these are the most common sadness triggers that I'm reading right now. Rejection by a friend or a lover. Endings and goodbyes, sickness or death of a loved one, the loss of some aspect of identity, um, whether it be transition at home, work, or life, or being disappointed by unexpected outcome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through all of these actually because they're pretty amazing and I've dealt with most of them. So, rejection by a friend or a lover. I think that we... Oh, my Amazon order shipped. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, Back to what I was saying. Everybody has dealt with losing a friend, I think. Most of us. I'm, I'm per, like 90% sure. Actually, like 99% sure. Everybody has dealt with losing a friend. And nobody likes the feeling of losing a friend. But at the same time, everybody has to go through it. Because a friend rejecting you, just think about this. 
you've also rejected some other person or some other friend and they might have felt exactly the same way that you felt about some other person rejecting you. So it's it's a big cycle. Nobody is ever going to be happy about that, but it's something that everybody has to go through and life moves on. Next is endings and goodbyes. This is something that's very hard because I get very attached to things very fast. For example, something stupid like a TV show. I will get so attached to a TV show that's when it's done, I will get very, very sad and I'll have like a week of depression because I am, okay, I don't want to say actual depression, but like just sadness that the show is done and I'll feel literally so sad that the show is done because I felt so emotionally attached to the characters in the show. And the next is sickness or death of a loved one. This is another one that is very, very hard because I think everybody has to kind of go through a bit of sadness for this one because you, if you ha- are fully numb and don't feel anything, that's kind of a bad sign in a way. I feel like everybody needs to let out their emotions at some point. And crying sometimes is absolutely amazing and it could be a great coping or a great coping mechanism is that is that the right way to put it um i think so but it could be really great to cry sometimes sometimes i'll be in my bed and i'll think about something and i'll have a good cry about it and i feel great after or sometimes it could be the opposite and i feel even worse after because then i end up getting a stuffy nose and getting a headache but i think everybody has to go everybody will go through it at some point and i think it's good to cry sometimes The next one is the loss of some aspect of identity. So whether it be at home, at work, etc. I think this one's also complicated because if you are in a certain cycle and the cycle breaks, for example, if you were going to school, like graduating grade 12, some people are so happy about that. And I'm probably going to be happy about that too, except... At the same time, it's kind of sad because you've been doing that for however many years of your life. Probably like, I think it's like 14, something like that. You've been doing that for 14 years of your life. So it is okay to feel some sort of sadness for things that a cycle breaks or losing a job or something. And the last one is being disappointed by an unexpected outcome. And the example they give here is not receiving a raise at work when you expected it. And I think people get very, have high expectations for things. And sometimes when you have too high of expectations, you end up getting very disappointed and sad with the outcome because you expected something so high and it doesn't end up going your way. So you end up feeling defeated and you will end up feeling very sad. And everybody has gone through this. Everybody's had high expectations about something, whether it be a grade, a test maybe. I have done this so many times where I feel so confident after a test. And I look at the grade of the test and I failed. Okay, I've only failed one test and that was this year with my science biology test. I have never failed a test ever before that. Or maybe I have once once before in grade 8 math. I think that's it. But let me tell you, failing a test is not as deep as people make it seem. I moved on. I was able to... Actually, I thought it was going to be so much worse than it was. I have always made failing a test seem like it's the absolute end of the world that when it actually happened, I was kind of underwhelmed or I was just kind of um, unsatisfied maybe by my reaction. I was just like, wait, why am I not more sad about this? Like I thought it was going to be way worse, but it's actually not that bad. And I'm not trying to promote failing a test on purpose or not studying, I think it is definitely, definitely good to study for a test. And I always 
I hate studying, but I always try and do my best. But sometimes if you try to do your best and you don't actually get the outcome you want, it's okay and life is going to move on and it's okay to feel sad for a bit, but don't dwell on it to the point of just straight depression or sadness for a long period of time. Don't dwell on it. Life will move on. That is the last I'm going to say about sadness. The next one I'm going to be talking about is anger. Now I'm going to read what has to be said about anger. So anger basically is it happens when we aren't able to pursue a goal or are treated unfairly and it can be very dangerous because it can cause violence or it can cause outbursts and things. You could end up doing something that's kind of unreversible, saying something or outbursting at somebody or like getting violent, which could then have further consequences. So, okay, wait, what the most common anger triggers? Here they are interference, so being unable to remove the obstacle, injustice, um, I'm gonna need to look that up, because that has no context with it, I don't really know, I can't think right now, next one is someone trying to hurt us, or a loved one, physically, or psychologically, next is another person's anger, so not another person getting angry with us or just seeing another person being angry next one betrayal abandonment and rejection and the last one observing something someone oh sorry observing someone breaking the law or a rule like cutting in line okay so the last one that was said there observing someone breaking the law or a rule this one is so hard to not get mad about or to not try and cause a scene about if you see somebody cutting in line in front of you and you've been waiting like two hours in line I think everybody's first instinct is to yell at that person or to just be like or to just take a fit and be like oh my gosh because after waiting two hours in line the effort that goes through with that because if everybody was cutting in line nobody would ever get to the front it would be a full chaos thing and the people that were cutting would always get there before you and there would be no order or any sort of law in a way so I feel like this is very hard and I also get that's kind of what I was saying before being quick to react So again, I think in these sorts of situations, we need to learn to just take a breath and try and deal with it calmly. So if somebody is cutting in line, just try and be like, maybe they didn't mean to. In most cases, they probably did, but maybe they didn't mean to. And you could just tap them on the shoulder and be like, hey, this isn't really, why did you cut in line in front of me? I was here. I've been waiting in line for two hours. This isn't really fair considering all the people behind me have also been in line. All the people in front of me have waited in line. So do you. So please go to the back of the line. Now, if they want to start to cause a problem, that is their problem. And that is when you kind of do need to sort of raise the tone a bit. You don't need to full on get violent or get mad at them to the point of like slapping them or something. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you might need to kind of get other people involved or try and raise the tone a bit because some people are very stubborn and don't want to listen. So the next one is betrayal, abandonment, or rejection. This is another one that's very easy to also get mad about. Say you're working on a project for school and somebody in the group, say it's a group of three, and there's one person in that group that does not work on it and they leave the work to you two. I have dealt with this so many times and the amount of anger I feel is insane. And I, my first reaction uh, is wanting to tell the teacher just so this person gets a bad grade. And I don't, I don't say that I do this because I don't ever want to snitch on somebody. I don't want to come off as that type of person, but that's what I want to do. I really, really, really just want to tell the teacher 
to make this person get a bad grade because they're not participating. And I kind of find it fair, unfair to us that this person is not doing anything because what if I was that person that didn't want to do anything? What if everybody in the groups didn't want to do anything? Then the work wouldn't be done. So I think everybody needs to put in additional effort. Um, betrayal and rejection, that could come in very many different sorts of, it's such a big area. It could come in, whether it be with parents, whether it be with a loved one, whether it be with a significant other, it could be with many things. And I just think just taking a deep breath, I know I've been saying this a lot, but just maybe thinking about it for a little bit before reacting right away, that could maybe just be um, beneficial for us. And last one I'm going to be talking about with anger is trying to hurt someone trying to hurt us or a loved one physically or psychologically. Now this one is very, very difficult because if I see somebody getting mad at my sister or if I see somebody trying to hurt my sister or something like that, I will instantly jump in that situation and I will literally lose my mind. I will get so upset and I will... It's just hard to deal with this because in this situation, sometimes you do need to get angry with the person that might be hurting the other person because otherwise you might never come to a realization and it might end up in a worse result. So sometimes you do need to get angry and raise your voice a little, but I don't ever think that it needs to get to the point where violence is involved or to the point where other consequences are added to that. So that's where I'm going to end up anger. And the next one we're going to be talking about is joy. We're going to get into happiness now. So on the website I am reading, they have it as enjoyment instead of happiness, which is basically the same thing. And they have it as a state of feeling pleasure from everything from with everything from peace to from peace to excitement. Um so This is what makes us happy and the most common enjoyment triggers. So the first one they have is enjoyment through one of the five senses, whether it be through touch, taste, smell, sight, or sound. The next one is witnessing or participating in acts of human goodness, kindness, and compassion. The next one is relieving... Wait, what? Relieving suffering in yourself and or in others okay I understand that now next one is experiencing or witnessing something amusing or humorous personal achievement or witnessing the achievements of a loved one experiencing something beautiful surprising or amazing and the last one is feeling connected to yourself other people places animals nature a cause a spirit or a religion So I'm just going to be going through these. Okay, I just had to make sure we were still recording. So the first one that says enjoyment through the five senses. This one is very big because everybody feels this on a daily basis. Whether it be with something you eat. Whether it be something you feel like a soft blanket say. You just get very happy because it's very soft. (laughs) whether it be something you smell there could be a very great smell of like cake say and it makes you cake for example and it makes you very happy because you like the smell of cake um it could be something you see maybe you see a very exciting ad for like a product and it makes you very happy I don't know I'm going based off like what first comes to mind right now or something you listen to now this is music for me that makes me the most happy when I listen to a song I love I get instantly happy wow my voice just like cracked there and my I could my mood could raise so much from listening to a song that's I'm just feeling in that moment 
And I don't want to say I have a favorite song because I definitely don't. I It depends what my mood is. And I'll listen to like certain things depending on what my mood is. So song music is very a big range of happiness because music can make you feel happy, sad, angry. There's Music can make you feel every emotion, honestly. So, but in the most part, music makes you feel happy because you'll mostly want to listen to music that makes you happy. Unless you're feeling sad, then most of the time, I bet people, everybody that's listening probably has a playlist, like a sad playlist, because I know I do on my Spotify. So the next one in happiness is witnessing acts of human goodness, kindness, and compassion. I don't know about you guys, but I love watching those videos on TikTok where I forget what their username is. I think it's acts of, no, it's not acts of kindness. I don't know why I said that. They also have a cafe or something, but it is, they basically yell out their car window to people different things like say are you they'll say something like are you dot 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 because you look amazing or something like that it's like they yell different things out at people and at first the people are like oh are they about to insult me but then after they say it they get instantly happy and I don't know about you guys but I love watching those videos those videos have made me cry before because they are very very touching and I don't know I've instantly want to do that to people and it just makes me so happy to see people being happy to other people. And I just wish that acts of human kindness would be shown more often than it is. So when you do see it, I feel like it makes you instantly happy. So the next one is relieving suffering in yourself or in others. I don't know about you guys, but giving something that you didn't need and giving it to others instantly makes me happy okay that's not suffering what I don't know what I was just saying there but I don't know how to really um provide an example for that next one um personal achievement I think everybody has achieved something a goal maybe or just gotten something that you are very proud of yourself for getting say you get a grade, a good grade, like you get a 90% on a math test, that would be amazing for me, I would absolutely, I've done something like that, I got like a 96 on a test before in math, and I was so happy with myself, I was, I was feeling unstoppable in math at that point, but that was like kind of a one-time thing, I don't think I've ever got too many 90s in math, not gonna lie, um, and so when you do get something that you is kind of unexpected, you seem to feel very, very excited and happy. And the last one I'm going to be talking about in happiness is feeling connected to other people, places, animals, nature, spirit or religion, etc. So say you're in a beautiful spot where you could just hear birds chirping, you could just he see beautiful trees like just a nice scenery I feel like instantly you feel calm and happy and you just want to sit down and read a book if you like reading or like journal or watch movies like in this spot or something I feel like you never want to leave and I feel like that makes people feel happy so finding your happy spot that's like a common thing find your happy place find your happy spot whatever I feel like having a happy place or happy spot can really brighten up your mood because say you're feeling you feel yourself getting angry or sad you could go to this happy spot and hopefully feel better okay so that is all for happiness the next one is um i need to scroll up fear so fear is very big and it could It happens with the threat of harm, either physical, emotional, or psychological, real, or imaginative. And it's considered a negative emotion. And that's all that I am seeing right now. Oh, wait. So the common fear triggers darkness or loss of visibility of surroundings, heights and flying, social interaction and or rejection, Snakes, rodents, spiders, and other animals, and whoa, what just happened? 
I don't know if you guys heard that bang, but something fell upstairs. Anyway, and death and dying. So the first one here is darkness or loss of availability of surroundings. I don't know about you guys. I'm not scared of the dark. I'm scared of what I imagine to be in the dark. Um, instantly when I'm in a dark place, like a dark, I don't mean like a dark place in like mentally. I mean a dark place physically. Like when I'm in a dark room, I will instantly, my mind will instantly be like, okay, person there. There's a creepy thing there. There's a person like standing right there. Like, I don't know. I will instantly make myself think of things, which will get me very scared and end up making me like close my eyes or run or like dot, dot, dot. I don't know, whatever I do when I get scared. And I feel like sometimes I feel like I can try to kind of overcome that by being like, I feel like if you are showing confidence and be like, okay, I'm not scared. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I've had it where it didn't work. Like yesterday, I went to the bathroom and when I was done, I stood in that bathroom and I was like, okay, um, I don't really know how I'm going to get back to my room because I'm kind of stuck in place because I'm scared. Of And I ended up sprinting out of the hallway and running to my room. But sometimes I'm so confident and I'm like, I'm not scared. And I try and prove to whatever thought I'm is inside my head that I'm not scared. So I feel like trying to... Th- somebody told me today, we are talking about fear. And somebody told me today that if you try and tell whatever thought you are, or if you're imagining a person or something scary, if you try and think that you're the one scaring them and they're scared of you, if you try and imagine that, it will become less scary because you'll be like, boo. You'll try and, you'll kind of try and scare them. I feel like that kind of works. And I'm going to need to try that next time. I'm going to try that tonight because I know I'm going to have to go to the bathroom when everybody's asleep and when the hallway lights off and when everything's dark. So I'm going to try and and do that. The next one is heights and flying. Now, I don't have a fear of heights. Okay, well, actually, I don't have a fear of heights. I have a fear of falling, but I still love things like roller coasters. I still love going on high things and like looking down. I love airplanes. Actually, I love flying on airplanes and stuff, but I'm also kind of scared of the potential of it going down. That has always scared me, and I always have a somewhat of a scared of scared feeling of every time I step foot on a plane which hasn't been in a very long while but I every time I'm on a plane something in me triggers me that the plane's gonna go down and that's just something in me I need to learn to kind of try and stop myself from thinking about the worst possible situation but sometimes it's very hard Oh my gosh, something's in my throat right now. I'm sorry if you just heard me talking like a weirdo. That was annoying. Anyway, the next one is social interaction. Sorry, I was trying to listen to what's upstairs. Social interaction and or rejection. Some people are really scared of public speaking or talking to people in general. I think throughout COVID and the pandemic when we were forced to stay at home, I got this for a little while where I kind of forgot how to interact with people and talk to people and be social, but it's coming back to me now and I'm actually able to talk to people without feeling awkward or without feeling like I don't really have a conversation starter. I've been able to kind of think of things to talk about more easily now, which is awesome because I used to always be social and now I'm getting my social skills back, which I love. So I can't really help with that one because I've really never I've never really had the problem of public speaking or doing this stuff other than during COVID. So the next one is snakes, rodents, spiders, and other animals. This one is kind of hard because I have a fear of spiders. When I see a spider in my room, I will Oh my gosh, I will stand above the space that the spider is at. I will hold a napkin and I will just be staring at that spider for about 
a good five minutes thinking about what I'm about to about to do and what could potentially go wrong and how the spider might fall down on me, might run away or might get lost. And I am sitting there. And when I finally count down, sometimes when I count down, I actually do it. But sometimes when I count down, I sit there for another five minutes and just think about it more. And I have had to kill a lot of spiders recently, especially since the weather is getting warmer. Um, There's a lot of spiders around the house that I have to kill, which kind of sucks because I hate spiders. And so again, I can't really help with getting over the fear of spiders because I myself need a fix for that. I have no idea. And the last one is death and dying. Now, I don't really know how to stop the fear of that. I just think trying to live in the present and just stop thinking about death because if you dwell on it so much, you're just gonna end up killing yourself in a way or just like not killing, not actually killing yourself, but killing yourself emotionally and making yourself think you're dead already. And if that, if you get what I mean. So just kind of stop thinking about death it's definitely not as easy as I'm trying to make it sound but oh my gosh I need to go and see who's walking just a second okay I didn't end up going upstairs but the walking kind of stopped so I'm over it anyway um I don't remember what I was saying but I'm getting on to the next topic because this is dragging on and I'm sorry um I don't okay wait So I'm done going through those emotions because I am, that's like all that's on the list (laughs) that I have and that's on the website or like that I found interesting because that's all I can really relate to and talk about. So I hope you guys found something interesting. I actually was found that very fun to talk about. I love doing that. Um, I have more stuff on the back of this list. So the next topic is feeling numb. Now this is when you feel absolutely nothing and you can almost feel (coughs) (coughs) sorry there's something in my throat. I I swear I'm not getting sick. By the way I never really ended up getting sick when I last episode when I was like getting stuffed up and stuff. I never ended up actually getting full-on sickness. Now, just at night, sometimes I get stuffed up, but I've never really actually gotten sick, um, from, like, that time. Anyway, um, being numb. So, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, being empty and just feeling no emotion at all. Now, I've kind of had this recently where sometimes in a situation, I just feel absolutely nothing and I'll try and feel something or I'll try and have more of a reaction but I just can't and I don't and I feel like people can feel numb when something exciting happens to them maybe or when something drastic happens to them say somebody dies then I know that's really dark but say somebody in your family dies I feel like the normal or like a very common feeling is numb feeling absolutely nothing like not being able to feel an emotion because it's so devastating that it's like or it's so surprising that it's like you feel nothing now I don't really know how to get over this actually I can't really say that because I've just been trying to I don't really know how to get over this actually because it's kind of hard if something devastating or if something so exciting happens, it's like, what do you feel? What are you supposed to feel? Like, sometimes it's like you just need to kind of just sit there and think about it for a little while before you actually feel something because it's kind of hard to just jump into a certain emotion sometimes. I don't know. It's it's on and off with that. Um, The next thing I'm going to be talking about with emotions is one minute being confident And the next minute being depressed and thinking that life isn't real. Oh my gosh, the amount of times this has happened recently is insane. I will feel so happy and feel like my, say, for example, my outfit is amazing. And then I will be out and about and I will look in the mirror or I'll look at pictures 
later on in the week and I'll be like, what the heck was I thinking? Or I'll be having the best time of my life and then a minute later I'll just be feeling like life isn't real and like I'll be like, wait, is life even real right now? I don't even feel, it doesn't even feel like this should be happening. It feels weird. I don't know what's happening Everything feels weird and life doesn't feel real. And life hasn't been feeling real a lot recently. I don't know what it is, but it feels like everything I do kind of feels off in a way. I hope it kind of switches because this feeling is so weird. I don't know if you guys have felt it. You probably have before. It is awful. I really don't like feeling like this and I hope it goes away. Um, so I have a quote, actually, that I screenshotted from TikTok the other day, and I was going to say it in this episode. Sorry, I'm trying to find it. So this quote I have, it says, not everyone has a home. Children are still victims of war. Some people don't live to to see things get better. Some women are scared to walk the streets alone. Some people of color, too. There is all this money in the world, but poverty exists. Some leaders are so selfish, they do what's best for themselves and not for the world. So this really, when I saw this, I was instantly like, whoa. I came to a realization that everything feels, everything happens and everything is kind of off in a way. Because it says, for example... That there is money in this world, but poverty exists. Why does poverty exist? It's kind of an unexplainable thing because money is such a big thing in society that why does poverty exist? Leaders are selfish and they do the best, what's best for themselves and not for the world. That's another one that's there. I feel like people are always thinking about themselves nowadays. People are always um just thinking about what outcome will be best for themselves instead of others and I don't know I don't really know how I thought this tied into emotions but I just think that it just thinking that everything there's always going to be downs and there's always going to be off days and off things and things that are bad no matter what there's always going to be some governmental issue that is weird whether it be like a political thing or a natural disaster there's always going to be something like that going on in the world but at some point we are going to get past it and then life will maybe go back to somewhat of normal and I just think if we wait for that moment then we can have better days and stuff and better emotions for things. And, okay. Now, I don't even know. Should I be talking about pet peeves now? Because I have quite a bit. I'm starting to think I should have separate episode, but I'm not. I'm talking about it now. Okay, the first thing is sensitive people. Now, I don't mean sensitive, like sensitive meaning crying for like something that actually makes sense by sensitive I mean crying over something that is stupid like not getting your way and taking a fit and or like guys I guys being sensitive like not taking a joke I think that's kind of an ick for me not being able to take a joke because I can't I can't really um, relate to... Okay, sorry. I just got a text from my mom and she was asking where I was. She didn't know where I was in the house. I'm in the guest bedroom right now. And she didn't know where I was, which is kind of weird because I'm talking pretty loud. My house isn't that big, like, at all. It's literally a... What? Like, I don't understand how she couldn't hear me. Anyway, um... (laughs) So I had to answer that. Anyway, sensitive people. Now, I don't want to seem insensitive by saying this, but I just don't really, I can't, I don't really want to be around sensitive people. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to say this without seeming like I'm being mean. Anyway, next one, loud breathing. I cannot stand the sound of... (laughs) Like, loud breathing like that. And I know sometimes in this podcast... 
in these podcasts, I will probably be doing this because I normally when I record something, immediately my voice gets like my nose gets stuffed up and my voice gets very, I don't know, like I get very breathy. <laughs> like I just start breathing. I don't know. Um, But loud breathing, like say you're eating, that is one thing and that I hate. I hate when people are eating and you can hear the breathing and you can hear the chewing. Chewing is another one I have on this list. I cannot stand the sound of chewing. If I hear somebody chewing and I'm sitting at a table with people that are eating and I hear somebody chewing very loudly and breathing loudly, I will have to excuse myself from the table and leave before I take, before I get very upset. Um, that is just me. I trying to control it but I just can't it's a very very bad pet peeve I hate it um next up is swiping up on music apps when I'm listening to music and all of a sudden I'll swipe up on Spotify when I was listening to a song and when I was in the middle of the best part maybe or when I was just vibing to that song that instantly is a bad mood setter that will instantly make me get in a bad mood and I will be mad until the app is open again and it passes by. Anyway, next one is acting dumb and clueless on purpose to seem cool in front of guys or just in general. I hate when girls will act clueless in front of a guy just to seem cool When in reality, acting clueless really isn't as cool as people think. And I really hate that. I have been a victim. Oh, wait, no, not a victim. I've been guilty of doing this before. But believe me, I have tried my hardest to not do this recently. And I think I have very well succeeded at not doing this. So I am happy I'm past that. Next one is, um, okay, wait, flip over my page. Next up is kids. Now, not kids in general, but bratty kids that are sassy, that are just, you watch them and they just yell at their parents. And I can't say I've never done this before because I know as a kid, I had my moments where I was a brat. And looking back at those moments, I'm thinking, how the hell did I get away with that? Or what made me be like that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm disappointed in myself. And I'm just trying to think what was going through my mind that made me think that I could ever disrespect um, people or embarrass my parents in front of people or like try take a fit. I just can't stand that anymore. And I try and fix that when I feel myself being disrespectful as much as possible. It happens. Nobody's ever going to be perfect. It happens. And it happens more than I want. But I've been very, so much trying to work on this. And I'm mostly talking about young kids now. I'm not talking about teenagers because even though I should be too, because anybody in general, but mostly kids, because some kids have been getting on my nerves so much recently, or just like hyper kids. I don't know why, because I'm like a hyper person too, but just like being around hyper kids kind of makes me stressed out. Anyway, next one. People being on their phone when you're having quality time. Now I'm lying back down in a second. Okay, I hate it. And my sister is so guilty of this and I can't stand it. It makes me so mad and I feel so, I feel, I don't, what's the word for it? I feel like they're not taking quality time seriously and I feel so awful. And now I know why my dad, whenever I was watching a movie with him and I would be on my phone, I don't do this anymore because I feel so awful. So I'll put my phone upstairs in my room so it's not a distraction. Because I feel so bad and I love the quality time I have with my dad. But I hate it when people, when you're having quality time with people and you're having such a good time and you're about to like talk to them and have such a good time and you look over at them and you see that they're on their phone. It just makes you think that they're not enjoying their time and they're not really having as much fun 
or enjoyment as you are. And it really makes you feel bad. I don't know. It makes me feel absolutely awful. I hate it. My sister does this to me so much. Like, we're watching a movie, and I'm so excited about that. And I'm, like, quickly saying something, and I'm like, oh, look at this. Can't you, like, wow, look at that. That's so cool. And she won't say anything. The pat's, the pa- the part has passed, and I have to end up going back or just living with that the fact that she didn't see it. And I can't relate. She can't relate to my point of view anymore. I hate that, and I that is on the top of my list of pet peeves. Next one is slow Wi-Fi. Now I know not every time is going to be slow Wi-Fi, uh, good Wi-Fi. But what I mean by slow Wi-Fi is when some and this is also going with impatience because I don't really have patience. But like when I'm trying to load something, I will instantly get impatient if it's not loading, and I will double click swipe up the app. And I've seen those TikToks where it's like trying not to care or trying to show your phone that you don't care so that it'll load faster. I'm so guilty of that because I hate slow Wi-Fi. Next one is lazy people. Now, I, I'm not talking about having those lazy days where you don't feel anything. I'm talking about genuinely lazy people that don't do anything at all. That just sit around and literally don't do anything no matter what time of day it is or no matter what. Like at work, people that are actually lazy, getting paid to do nothing when you're doing their job literally because they're doing nothing. That is what I'm talking about lazy. And I cannot stand that. I hate that. If you're at work, you're getting paid to do your job. So do it. Don't sit around and wait for other people to do it for you. Cannot stand that. Next one. Fake people. I hate fake people that act a certain way around you and then turn around and start gossiping about you or like act nice around you and then like turn around and gossip. Oh my gosh, I hate this. And believe me, everybody is guilty of this at some point, but I've just been trying to be. And and again, I don't really have, like, I haven't really been involved or seen very many people recently that I like friends I'm talking about that I could really be fake to (laughs) like I don't know but I have I can say that I don't really think I'm a fake person I hope I'm not I feel like I've honestly been more true and like showing my true self more recently than ever I hope people I know that might potentially be listening to this agree with me um next one is major flirting denying flirting or just major flirting oh my gosh i cannot stand when you are in a group and you just see that one person flirting so hardcore did you just hear my knee crack anyway flirting so hardcore but not even that, because flirting happens. Everybody flirts, no matter who you say you are. If you deny that you flirt, that's so untrue. Everybody flirts. I'm talking about, I hate when people deny that they're flirting when they so, um, so, wait, what is it? So, really, that's the word I was looking for. When they so clearly are, and everybody could tell, oh, my knee just popped again, and they just deny it. Even though they do. And they the worst is when they smirk when they say that. When they're like, no. And they're like little giggling and like saying that they... Like it's different if they're like just joking around and being like... And they obviously know that you know they're lying and stuff. But it's different when... But when they're actually serious and are trying to make it seem like they weren't when they so clearly were. That is when it's annoying. And I cannot stand that. And... I just I can't stand that next one is oh another email no it's just Canva it's fine next one is acting mean or cool in front of others just or like acting mean to other people to be cool in front of others I don't like this because I feel like you're not acting like yourself and you obviously aren't acting like yourself or maybe you are maybe that's their true colors maybe you like are actually like a mean person that just does that because you don't I don't know but I hate when people do this because I'll be like in a group and like say somebody that's 
I'm hanging out with, like, say I'm in a group of three, and then the one person will just, like, say an embarrassing story to the other person that I told them because I trusted them with that story. But they're saying that just to, like, bring up a conversation or start to be just a jerk. I don't know. I feel like there's no necessary reason to do that. I have never really... Okay, I can't say I've never done that because I have, but recently I have never done that. I have never just brought up something that people have told me to like trying being like serious, like something that is actually serious to them and made them feel small by telling somebody else and laughing about it or just being trying to be cool about it and like trying to be cool in front of another person and making them feel smaller. I I cannot stand that. And the last one is spam in my normal mailbox. So I don't know about you guys. I check my mail every single day. I use my mail actually a lot. Um, I might sound like a weirdo. I use, yeah, like I use like mail. I don't know, like normal mail. I use Gmail too, but I use mail. And I hate when I open it up and I load it and there is like, 10 spam emails I'm like why are these not going straight to the junk and that's happening a lot recently I have to block a whole bunch of emails recently of spam emails and like I have to move them to junk manually because they aren't going automatically and I cannot stand it literally the worst thing ever it could ruin my mood in an instant And that is all I have for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I, this has been the most fun episode I have recorded this whole podcast. I've only recorded like three, so it's not like it's something great. But I loved this episode so much as per why I've been talking for an hour and six minutes. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. And please rate the podcast if you can, and if you enjoy the podcast, I really am hoping to grow this podcast more. And I will see you guys in my episode next Friday. And just have an amazing week and be easy on yourself.